see in color. 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 Welcome to another episode of the Sea in Colour podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you are all well, fine and dandy. Um, today's episode, I got to sit down with my wonderful, beautiful cousin, um, Olivia, who is now, I believe, uh, around five months pregnant uh, with a little baby boy. Um, so we sit down, we talk all things music and memories. Uh, we share a bit of memories between us and also talk about, um, you know, having having a child during these um, un, not unforeseen, but kind of these these weird times, and and talk a bit about uh, the mentality around that, about upbringing, and and kind of dive into that. So it's it's, it's a really unique um, opportunity, insight, and a, and a really interesting conversation. So I hope you guys are all well. Don't forget to uh, give us a follow at c dot um, Coming up to fifty episodes soon. Um, so got some exciting stuff coming up around that time so make sure you stay tuned um, but other than that enjoy the rest of your week uh, big love hello olivia how are you i'm good thank you how are you i'm very well thank you it's been lovely to we've had just a bit of a catch-up before and it's been really yeah. nice really nice it to talk been. to you but yeah, we've kind of gone general. off gone off on too many tangents i think we've kind of it, it just goes it just talks about crap <laughs> Which I think there will be the rest of this will probably end up being as well. Most to be likely, honest, yeah. just f- yeah. funny. If anyone wants an insight into how bonkers our family is or how ridiculous our family is, <laughs> then that's it. But hopefully we don't do because I think that's always the thing you and I um, mention is how often our family tells a story and puts in all the irrelevant information around it. <laughs> So if I wanted to tell you a story about how I went to the shop and saw an old lady fall over, I'd tell yeah. you what the time of day, I'd tell you the yeah. weather, I'd tell yeah. you what I had for breakfast the day before. The day before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, so I was on FaceTime to your mum and then I had to get up because it was sunny outside, so I had to let the dog out and to go the for a win. Came, uh, the and postman came. And did you know his wife <laughs> is friends with him? <laughs> Yeah, and, and or or if you can't remember the worst bit is when you can't remember the postman's name. So you're like, oh, and then they all go around the room and they're like, oh, what was what was the postman's name? Do you remember the postman who used to live down? Um, you know, he used oh, to, you know, you know, you know, next he had, to the barn, you and know, he, and he um he, he cheated on cheated on his wife with that that bint that worked in the pub or <laughs> yeah yeah and quietly you're sat in the corner thinking this isn't relevant no don't need get to hear to it the, yeah get so, to the story <laughs> so we're gonna get we're gonna get to the point on this we're gonna yes, we're not gonna beat around yes. the bush promise no. um so i think i, I definitely want to mention the the wonderful news like i've said to you um previously it's the little little bit of speck of light in quite a dark time which is the fact mm-hmm. that you have a baby on the way we do, Con- yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> and um you. are you happy to mention the the sex as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We found out it's a boy on Wednesday. Oh, oh, so <clears> exciting. <throat> and yeah. how how do you think it's more if you had a scale of nervous to excitement? Is it or is it both? Ooh. Is it nervous excitement? It's like that's a difficult one. 
um because like the last few months has been quite nerve nerveful yeah um but I think that's because like you don't really know what's going on like inside your tummy it's very weird mm. now now I can feel him um does he kick like or is yeah, it not he kicks. That? oh my gosh yeah well it's like yeah he does and then it's like bubbly movements it's very weird it's like an alien inside you oh my gosh but like a good alien yeah um <laughs> it's but good yeah it's 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 getting more exciting now because it it feels real whereas yeah. before when you couldn't feel anything and you, you don't have a bump or sure like there's nothing to go on other than you feel rubbish yeah um, it just kind of feels like hypothetical conversations. Yeah. And now it's like he's coming, he's growing, yeah, he's doing yeah. his thing in there, and, and he'll be here. Oh my god! So yeah, it's very, very exciting. Good. Well, and like, how have you felt about the whole having it during lockdown and and going through that? Has that? Do you think that's added to the stress of? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of sort yeah. of having that pregnancy. Yeah, because I, I, I think, I don't know, you you always think when you get pregnant that that you're going to be able to kind of share that with your friends and family, mm. all the people that you're close with. Sure. Um, because it's supposed to be a really lovely time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's supposed to be, you know, positive and, and you're supposed to be trying to, to, to maintain a good frame of mind as much as you can mm. throughout um, so it's really, it's been, I found it really difficult to not be able to, to see, you know, family and friends and, and, not, and, and not. share that journey a bit more. Cause yeah. 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 You know, at one point before, before they announced the the stages of, um, like lockdown easing, mm. you know, I was getting a bit anxious that I might not see my mum again until I was a mum myself. Like yeah. it was very bizarre. You know, I yeah. haven't seen her since september last year wow um and yeah i at one point i thought you know what what if what if things don't go as well as we want them to and and i'll i'll have a baby before i see her like she would have missed my whole pregnancy yeah yeah um and that's a really bizarre feeling because it's such a huge change to your body and like your life yeah and you want those big like those big important people to be to be around you for kind of every step of the way don't you yeah i think when you're lucky enough to have close relationships with friends and family um it's really tough when mm. you're not allowed to share moments with them i mean i'm you know everyone's in the same boat and lots of women had to to do a lot more with a lot less last year Sure. When there was less known about the virus and um, mm. you know at least now aunt can come with me to all the scans and he's yeah. allowed to be there for the birth um whereas like last year there were some women that had to do everything on their own oh which you know must have been just really, really tough tough really emotionally tough. really tough yeah a hundred percent because i think you know women are women are sh- um big enough ugly enough and strong enough to like physically go through that on their own but r- really mentally that's it's it just so. not not just having the support of of your partner or a man it's it's more just having the emotional support of being able to you know just not have to no one should have to go through that journey on their own really should they you know? no and it's i think um you know such a it's, it sounds really cliche but it's such a big 
moment. Mm. Um, but actually it's not a very long period of time, you know, nine months before I was ever pregnant. I used to think, you know, nine months is like ages, you know, pregnancy is yeah. nearly a year. Almost, yeah, almost a year. Yeah, it's like ages. Um, but now I'm in it and I'm doing it and I'm, you know, over halfway now. I'm thinking like it really Gosh, isn't. Yeah. It's, it's a snippet of your life. And, you know, you should, if you can, you know, really try and enjoy it. So it must have been really difficult to you know process like all the all the natural worries and panics and mm. um you know stresses mm. doing that on your own in, in a hospital or, or what have you but also not having anyone there to share all the good bits as well, well that's it, it. Like, it's, yeah it's not it just the support and... but also like because i mean even even for yourself like um making the announcement that you were pregnant in the first place to like the outer family had to be done over a Zoom call during a quiz. It did. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas, like, normally, quiz, yeah. what what you loved is sort of like, I, I'm sure it would be like you'd be obviously speaking to your mum, and your mum would be in the loop, and you, you'd find uh, an excuse for us to be all like in the same place, and then you go, oh, by the way, um, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and- we, you know, as we as we always, as you and I know, we always have a at least a couple of annual gatherings a mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, in normal circumstance um where we're all together and you know when when i was going to tell you guys you know it was around christmas time we always get together at christmas so i i was gutted that you know i couldn't have you know done that at the house where we we normally gather to celebrate um but you know you, I, I wouldn't have been able to not tell you anyway because you would have recognised if I wasn't. Drinking. Yeah, well, that that's it. Olivia that's... not drinking is unheard of. I was going to say, well, the, also the problem <laughs> would be because the if you contrast it to the year before when you and I were the last ones to bed, to go to bed, you and I, yeah. you were, you and I were sat sat on the. I think I tempted you into more of a drink than I probably should have as well. Yeah, um, you did. And well, your your teeth were like black. My teeth were black the from wine. the red wine. <laughs> which is horrible to think about. And then I think if you had told me if I was in that position again, this, this uh, Christmas just gone, I think you probably saved all the emotional support you would have had to given me because if I had had enough beers, I probably would have just burst into tears. <laughs> I just got off oh, Olivia. It's just so lovely. It's so wonderful. So um, yeah, it's pro- maybe it's for the better because you don't have all these people pestering you and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's a fine line. I think Becky, my sister, mm. said, um, you know, one advantage is, you know, you won't get people just touching your bump and thinking that that's okay. Um, yeah. you know, and just thinking that, you know, they can kind of come up and, and it's all always nine times out of 10 done with, with the best good intentions. intentions. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. But, um, you know, sometimes it's, you don't necessarily want that. You know, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want that. Not pregnant. I was going to say that's um, such when, if you put it into the perspective of like not being pregnant, can you imagine just, cause I mean, okay. Touching shoulder, touching the arm. If you're, you're you know, moving out of the way or, or just saying, Oh, how, how are you doing? You don't mm. go and touch someone's belly. That's extremely <laughs> like, weird. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> and they go, hiya. Hiya. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so, I, yeah I, I guess I've never thought of it like that. I think never. that's a bonus. I'm looking forward to like not feeling worried about people coming too near or, or, or what have you. But mm. in the same breath, I would really like some of the fuss because yeah, I think of course. part and parcel of it. Yeah, massively. I think it's really admirable yeah. how you've kind of, 
dealt with that because I don't think, like you said, I feel like you're lucky enough that you're this side of the lockdown in terms totally. of like we've got like a potential escape plan and we know what's going on a little bit more. Whereas, yeah. like you said, the women that were having to deal with a similar sort of thing last year had it really yeah. rough. Um, but I still think it's like you you've kind of got everything in your head do you know what i mean like you know you've accepted that yeah. it's not going to be normal but you found the positives and 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 identify yeah. the negatives and stuff like that i think it's would you have any advice for any any like mums or or just women going through maybe a similar sort of thing of just like a little positive oomph Ooh. or like perspective um. to give that you've kind of because obviously you're, you're basically going through quite a miraculous journey at the moment is it have yeah. you have have you have have you had any like profound moments or or kind of little epiphanies personal epiphanies i think um two things that i've sort of stuck by one is something your dad said to my mum, and my mum says it to me all the time mm. and it's you can only play the cards that you're dealt you know you yeah. can only play what's in front of you um, and that you, know, you have to take every day as it comes you know you don't know yeah. what's going to happen tomorrow no. so just do today mm-hmm. you know just do today and try and make today as as positive as it can be whether that's going for a walk or getting out in the sunshine when it pops its head out yeah. or um you know making that phone call that you you know you know you need you needed to do yeah. but you, can't yeah, yeah. Off, you know because you'll you'll really thoroughly enjoy it um there's loads of things like that and i think you just have to kind of take it step by step that's how i have because you know things have been difficult so just little and often bites bite-sized chunks rather than trying to imagine the next nine months and stuff like that yeah because you you know you can't and you don't know um and you just get yourself into such a i know i do if i think too much and too Mm -hmm. too long about it you get yourself into a right state and there's so many other things going on inside you know hormones and yeah all sorts that it's yeah, just yeah. best if you try and keep yourself as calm as, as possible for you yeah, and the baby definitely and then the other thing is like when it starts moving it's great because you start to get a, a connection with this little human that you're growing and that's lovely so from someone who had a rough first 12 weeks and felt yeah i remember rubbish. you saying you were pretty because i mean we were we were planning this and you you said that you were pretty bombed out and tired and, and stuff bombed out tired nauseous lightheaded i just felt horrendous luckily mm. i didn't have any physical sickness but i had the the nausea side yeah. of the, the morning sickness which was just constant sure um so i would just say anyone who's struggling with that and thinking like oh my goodness this is this is just too much um persevere because it gets great yeah it's really good and it's all worth it fantastic oh lovely it's 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 so nice to have it. it's quite a unique um opportunity as well and like i said i find it a very um positive um, overly positive thing in quite a potentially you you could see it's quite a negative period of time um Mm -hmm. so yeah no that's it's really nice so we've bought i've asked you to bring a couple of songs together um, yeah. first one we're going to pop on is um, I Dare You by The XX do you have any any reasonings behind this or is it just a banger um, I was introduced to The XX when I was about 15 I think mm-hmm. um, and me and my friends just kind of fell in love with them really uh, I think they're probably in my top 10 of artists Ooh, bands, nice. whatever you would call them I love yeah. them I think they're great I think 
I think what I love about music is is I, I like artists that don't sound the same as each other. You know, I like it when you hear a sound and you think that sounds like nobody else. Yeah, sure. You know, you'd hear a track from them or and you would think, oh well, that's definitely the XX, like yeah. without a doubt, you can mm -hmm. hear it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like that because I think it it triggers memories and feelings and emotions and um it does for me anyway and yeah. for me the xx is is i don't know it just kind of reminds me of a really like carefree well especially if you're if you're 15 yeah i mean this yeah. song didn't come out when i was 15 this is one of their more recent ones i think this album came out in 2019 2017 oh 2017 yeah um and then i introduced ant to them my yeah. partner and um, we saw them live at All Points East Festival in um, nice. in London. And they were amazing. They were yeah. just amazing. Yeah, it was better live than it is on the record. Oh, wow. Which is, um, which is quite a, um, I wouldn't say necessarily a rare circumstance, but it, it's that, that it has to be rare. quite cherished, doesn't it? You know, because yeah. there, there's been, I, I'll mention it after, after we give it a listen. Um, but I know I've spoken to other, a few other people about how there's other artists where they're like on the album they're incredible and it's not it's not because of a talent that's on the album that they just don't have as in just some stuff just isn't replicated Tran well live yeah translatable yeah, yeah exactly whereas you know especially with the xx like they are quite an alternative sound so the fact that they can portray that and even make it better um yeah is really cool so let's give it a listen we'll give it a chat yeah, okay. so it was um I dare you uh, by the XX. Let's go. I'm in love with it, intoxicated. I'm in rapture from the inside. I can feel that you want to wake up high on it, feeling suspended.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was the XX. I dare you. Um, I think that's the first time I've consciously listened to the XX. I don't think I've ever. I think that I I recognise the sound, but I don't think I've actually ever like purposely been or been shown the song by the okay. XX. Um, but I really like it, and I can almost see some like they're kind of like a foundation for that sound because obviously they if you know they they've got quite a bit of a. Um, discography about them that goes back a fair few years um, mm-hmm. and you can see a potential influence now for other artists because it's artists, quite unique yeah. that they've got this is it is it a female and two guys yes so um jamie xx is the is the guy behind the sort of music and right. there's two two front people a right, okay. girl and a guy yeah um I don't know if they change it round. I know that they kind of deal with their own thing as well. Um, so I don't know if they sort of change it round and mix it up a bit for certain tracks. or. or oh, as in, so sometimes Jamie comes more into the forefront and, and stuff yeah, like that. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not like sort of overly a fay with how it all works and mm. what they all sort of take charge of within the band. But um and I think the other thing with them is they don't they don't just churn out loads of albums. There's usually quite a few years between each of their albums. Yeah. Um, and I think that really shows. Like I think the the stuff that they do put out, um, I don't know, just is really great. And well, I don't I, mind having to to wait, you know, a couple of years, three years, four years for no, the exactly. Next one. Yeah, well, because on I mean on iTunes they've got three. They've got the album, self-titled album XX and then they've got mm-hmm. Coexist and then I See You which is what um, the song I Dare You was from um, yeah. but yeah I guess that's kind of because I've noticed with some some bands and artists that I've followed that they're churning out sometimes I'll see and they'll, they'll like promote and they'll be like new album coming out I'm like Christ already? You've already. really you've really written 12 you know 10, 11, 12 songs that you feel are mm. uh, like insane enough to put on an album and I think it it speaks volumes when you see, you know, how, how big are these albums there? 12 songs, 12, 13 songs. Um, so the, in terms of actual music, they haven't released in it a huge amount for how long they've been going if they started in 2009. But yeah. then you could guarantee that pretty much all of their songs are going to be 
incredible yeah because it's all that thought and and process has gone into it so that's sick yeah um but yeah i kind of got like because i didn't expect the the switch in the vocals between male and female and i got um like vibes of you know obviously like chain smokers um recently and um is it oh wonder um i think they're called or is that the song oh wonder um i'm not sure but this there was like this kind of flux of having a a male and a female front singers together because it yeah oh wonder and they kind of give off a really different vibe if they if they fit together nicely because obviously Mm -hmm. the the women's women's register is always going to be a lot higher than the man's and it's sometimes when you blend it it feels really caramelly doesn't it like it's just nice and chill Their, their voices really you know go well together they really work together Mm. um you know coherently as a as a sound like a whole sound sure and i think that's what i like you know it doesn't feel it doesn't feel disjointed um it feels each song kind of feels like solid i don't know how to put it into words it's i know i know what you mean it's got sort of like the um i forgot the word now the the composition of everything and where everything sits is so meticulous to yeah, the point where tight, it all you know, it is tight and it all yeah. goes together whereas it's sometimes loose suits the song you're going for you know yeah. like sometimes if it's if it's a bit more jagged and prominent in some parts and stuff like that but like the vibe of the song is that you could put it on from start to finish and it doesn't really fluctuate too much does it like mm-hmm. it's a very consistent beat is a consistent feeling yeah. so then yeah. you want the the vocals you don't want it all of a sudden to get loud and you're like oh what what's happening to the song do you know what yeah. i mean so yeah, you yeah, need yeah. consistency throughout i think that's really nice so what makes them even better live then i don't know they just first of all they just came across as really nice people um mm. which i think is always a bonus i think when you're sure. when you're doing live music you know you've got to get that sort of rapport with the the audience and mm-hmm. um, you've got to you know they've got to want to connect to you i mm. think um but also it, it was just it was an evening gig and I don't know. It was just sort of like ethereal. It was just amazing. Oh, wow. The sound was great. Um, you know, they had great lighting, but it wasn't overdone. Yeah. Um, it was just focusing on the tracks. And I also think, you know, set lists is, is, is a really um, important part of live music. You know, you've got to get that flow of yeah, tracks massively. because you're, you're expecting songs from different albums and different times of the artist. Yeah. Um, so it's not like listening to a solid album where everything kind of has been put together. Yeah, sure. To, um, to show a journey, you're trying to create a, a, an intentional journey mixing together, which makes it a completely different kettle of fish, doesn't it? Very, yeah, very different. And they just did it really well. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just yeah. great. And I don't know how they did it um, because actually, you know, they're, they're not the type of band to be sort of jumping around the stage and, no. you know, there was no mosh pits or anything. That's not their genre. No. Um, but they were just, they captivated everybody. Everybody was just really enjoying it and it was great. And oh, I'm wow. so glad that we saw them. Yeah. It was just really good. No, that's really cool. I really like this. So it was it literally just the three of them on stage or yeah. were there like the instruments playing or anything like that? Uh, it was three of them on stage, uh, 
they all play instruments, I think. I think the front two play guitar. I don't get don't quote me on this. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. they're a proper I'm sure there's bass and all sorts going on that you that I don't know about. But um, sure. I think they're they're sort of up front and then Jamie's in the back with like the pianos and the synths and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that see, it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Because I think my frame of reference for translating from album to uh, to live performance, and obviously festivals are different to sort of intimate gigs. Um, but like, obviously, you had Lewis Capaldi with his number one album, and then he played Glastonbury, and I, my, I remember my friend saying like, it was sick to see him play but all of his songs were really slow and sad and he mm. was a headline for Glastonbury. Mm. And it's like, you need to think of a way that's going to kind of translate to the vibe at the time, you know? Like, yeah. I remember going to see um, Nick Mulvey, who's primarily just like a you know, singer-songwriter, guitar player. Um, and it was it was in um, Cardiff's uh, Students' Union. So it's quite an intimate space. And I was like, I don't really know what vibe to go for here. Because I was like, I have a couple of beers. But I was like, do you like, are you meant to like, just stand and, and watch? And like, because it's just a guy playing a guitar. Like, there's, is there going to be much yes. movement here? And um, all of a sudden he comes on and he's got like six or seven bandmates that are playing all sorts of different instruments and just filled the room with all this like music. So instead of it just being a guy with a guitar, which, you know, sometimes it, it, it works for it's, those it's great, gigs. Yeah. But it just, the composition then was just incredible with all these people. Yeah. And it just, that for me blew me away. Cause I was like, that was, I was not expecting that kind of performance at all. I think, I think for me, some, you know, some artists kind of play to like an audience or like a target audience and, and others play to, to create a feeling. And I mm. think there's such a difference between those two things. Um, because I I want to I want to have a memory from yeah you know from a, from a piece of music or a track you know I want to remember it that's how I listen to music anyway you know sure. I go back to stuff because it's created a feeling or you know it's something that's that I've shared with somebody or you know something like that um, so I think sometimes like you say you know you could just come out onto a stage with your guitar and do your thing and just play your intimate audience yeah. or you could take the opportunity and go actually no i'm gonna add a bit of this and add a bit of that because i want everyone to yeah it's a small space but i want everyone to have a really great time exactly yeah. and have a they have a bit more energy in the room yeah exactly uh, it, and it translates really well and like i said you know i'd still pay to see lewis capaldi but not a festival setting i'd i'd love to see him in more of a um I don't know, just, yeah, more intimate setting. But I think Ed Sheeran's a prime example of he is just a guy with a guitar, but his music, just the way he does it live makes for more than just standing and watching him play. You know, people are like singing along and getting like getting into it and stuff like that. Maybe it's, maybe it's the, you know, the types of songs. It'd be interesting to see if Lewis Capaldi wrote a, an upbeat song. Um, yeah how but, that would how that would um translate how that yeah because i think that the whole album was kind of just quite um somber which isn't a bad thing mm -hmm. but yeah just it'd be interesting to see that in a in, in a what what you call it like reflection um mm -hmm. so second song bombay yes. bicycle club shuffle oh yes. yes yeah so what do you have a uh, anything behind this one 
Yeah, again, um, sort of flashback to my younger years. Again, it was a song that was sort of around that me and my friends were listening to sort of just as we were leaving school, really. And we were all sort of planning to go off and do our own things. Um, and we were, we did all kind of disperse and, and go off in different directions, but we were a really like, close knit of, of friends. Mm. And I have amazing school memories. Like I'm, I'm really lucky. Um, secondary school was great for me. Yeah. I loved it. I had such, you know, I've got friends for life still from then. Um, so it just kind of reminds me of that sort of last summer, really. That yeah. one track. Um, that, I, I think, think that you... summer's a very poignant one for a lot of people, isn't it? When you're leaving that school, like especially if it's a good summer, like if it's sunny and like everyone's outside yeah. and stuff, if you have the we right type out, of music, yeah. yeah, it kind of throws we you to that. at the beach and in each other's company like the whole time. Um, and I think it just is great when you can kind of go back and from a song, go back and, and think about all those great memories and yeah. all those relationships you had. You know, there were, I have, I'm very lucky. I've got lots of um, predominantly girlfriends from then that I'm still in touch with in classes as some of my closest friends. Um, but then there are lots of people that I ha- I'm no longer in contact with. Mm. Um, so it's quite nice to reflect on that as well, because yeah, there, are, there are lots of people that, you know, were part of your life that aren't part of your life anymore. And I think that nice they kind of obviously, because they're, they're not around, not around, they're like not in the forefront of your memory. You kind of put them to the back. So you still remember them, but you, obviously you're not having to think about them. And it's interesting no. when a song can kind of remind you and then it's like, oh yeah, do you remember matey from school then oh we used to do all this together like and then Mm. when you think about it at the time it was so like that relationship was so intimate and full-on because you do develop those relationships very quickly when you're that age yeah um yeah everything's very intense isn't it yeah everything 100 percent. because especially like they always say especially at uni you like the reason you form you're more likely to form friends for life is because you're all chucked into a setting so it's like survival you all have to latch on to similar people and then as a result, because you kind of help each other through that sort of thing, because uni comes with all of its ups and downs and lefts and rights. You know, you've got a, that's the person stroking your back when you're throwing up in the toilet or, well, you know, whatever avenue you're going down, if you're, you know, you get yourself into a spot of bother and they've helped you out. Do you know what I mean? You, you, mm-hmm. um, you build affection as a result of that kind of, I don't know, working together through it. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's lovely that it kind of throws you back to um, past relationships like that. So let's give it a listen. Um, okay. Bombay Bicycle Club. It's called Shuffle. Here we go. See 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Bombay Bicycle Club Shuffle. Uh, I said to you when we were listening to the song, um, Bombay Bicycle Club has always been a sort of an artist that I've has been recommended because uh, it's, it's they are very. Um, I wouldn't say like they're they're a hugely well known band in terms of like mainstream, but they're just as soon as you start speaking to someone with a bit more of an alternative taste to pop, Bombay Bi- Bombay Bicycle Club often come up. Um, um, and I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, I mean, it's called Shuffle. I didn't even think of this, but it really had like a really nice kind of rhythm to it the whole way through. Um, yeah, it does. It's quite upbeat, but not, not, um, you know, it's quite a chilled listen. You don't have to sort of want to be jumping about no, to listen to it, but I, in the I, same I, breath, it's quite positive. Yeah, I can imagine it. Like, you, you, I know you said it reminds you of that last summer, and it literally made me think of, like, you know, when you used to say, I don't know, arrange to go to the park with your mates. And mm-hmm. obviously, probably when you're like 16, 17, you're not going to be getting a, a load of beers in the middle of the day before school and stuff like that. But yeah, like sitting in, it, it made me think of um, at uni, we had um, a park that was just by like the uni halls. Mm-hmm. And like during the summer, we'd just go to the corner shop, which was on the way buy a massive thing of of beer and get one of those disposable barbecues and just sit in a circle and like and that's the type of music that if someone said put some music on the little speaker you'd yeah. put on that kind of music that's what you'd you? want. Yeah. yeah so yeah great little yeah, tune and for that's that. what it that's what it was for us yeah 
No, it's a fantastic little tune. I know I had something I wanted to ask you. I can't remember. What I said to, I said to you that, didn't I say to you? I was like, oh, I wanted to talk to you about that. Oh, that was baby. it. Baby. The baby again. So going back yeah. to the baby. Um, I want to go because, back to the baby. So, so you're you're not you're not interesting enough. The baby's more interesting than you. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm now I'm second. Joking. Yeah, you're second second, second best. Yeah. Um, okay. But the thing that I mean, I'm one of those people that I, I mean, I'm quite emotionally invested in a lot of things. But if a baby's ever <laughs> really? born on TV, I cry because I just think it's so <laughs> lovely. Like you know, say like in Friends. And then it's like yeah. it gets it's like pushing, pushing, and then it's silent, and then you get the first cry. It literally goes straight up through to me, and I'm like, <laughs> um, and the thing, because um, like we're we're both first. Do you know very, what you're doing, Max? Do you know what you're I, doing? What we're doing? You're doing that thing where you're telling a story and you're going off online. And you're oh gosh. It. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so rain in the question. The question is, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for pulling me up on that. The question is. Um, Whenever I think about having a child, the most profound thing for me is the fact that 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 child will eventually develop its own consciousness and 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 have its own entire like life. It will have its likes, its dislikes, its its mm-hmm. um, preferences, its relationships. It's, it's it individuality. Will, it's individuality exactly. And and the thing that blows my mind isn't that is solely comes from you. Mm-hmm. So you, you and Ant, your partner, have created that. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, I think additionally to that, the thing that then scares me is how much influence you actually have on that. So you can't necessarily directly influence, say, if Ant and you love football, you mm-hmm. can't guarantee they're going to love football because you no. just you can't do anything like that. But no. as we were saying, that's why, as we were saying in the in the gap, like how much in terms of adding positive and negative reinforcement and how much that kind of builds the character of the person. Like, yeah. does that concept rattle you or scare you or does it excite you or? Um, do you want me to shut the door? Can you hear? No, yeah, it's all right. Dog's barking is absolutely fine. Don't worry about okay. it. Sure, it's fine because it's, it's a cute sausage dog as well. So It is a cute sausage dog, but she has a very loud bark. Um, I think... It does rattle me a little bit because there's a huge sense of responsibility, mm. um, like nothing before, like nothing you've ever felt before. Yeah. Um, because this is a big deal, you know. You're bringing yeah. another life into the world, so you have to, you know, you have to take that seriously. Yeah. Um, but I think the further we get along, and the more it sinks in, the more it becomes a really amazing prospect and sure. i'm really excited you know i like to think of myself as a, as a good person yeah absolutely um, you know we all have our flaws and our faults and we all have the things that you know we could work on or do better with mm-hmm. um but ultimately i think i don't know just introducing a new life into the world and you know teaching it the things that you've learned and but also preparing it for things that you may not have ever come across or experienced and just, you know, you know, there's lots of things that could happen or things they might come across or, you know, hurdles in their life that that I've never, I've never, you know, faced. Um, So I think it's just about sort of like we were saying, you know, giving them everything you can physically from, from what you have Mm. and have learned 
and have mm-hmm. been shown you know and, and it also comes down you know I I see so much of you know your parents and you and you probably see a lot of my parents and yeah, me absolutely um so you know it does come down the down the line um and I think that's all you can do really is is be is do everything that you feel is right yeah but also I think you know encourage a real open-minded outlook on life because yeah yeah you don't want to close it off on either direction do you you don't want to well as you say they're 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 ultimately another individual yes i've created them and they're mine but they're mine they're mine they are mine they'll they'll forever be mine yeah but they're not me and there's a difference there absolutely so um yeah it's just about you know giving them the foundation and then letting them letting them do their thing yeah well i i think you're gonna i mean fingers crossed i don't want to jinx anything but i think you and amp will do a sterling job i said to <laughs> i was on a dog, dog walk with my mum and i said um because we were talking about you just came up in conversation because i said oh um, i was speaking to olivia on on whatsapp and they've got the scan for the sex next week and um uh, I said, don't you think Olivia and I will be hell of a cool parents? Like they'd just be really cool parents Aww. to have. Um, do you think, have, what, have you been thinking about like how you tackle, like, and, and bearing in mind we're talking about like this would be a conversation that comes up like 15 years down the road. But mm. if, if you imagine it's in real time now of, of what we know life to be, take away coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like, have you, have you already premeditated how you'd go around the idea of, um, like first, first sexual relationship, first, um, introduction to, to beer, to, to potential drugs. And like, have you premeditated how you would, um, how you would go around those approach subjects, it. approach it. And also does it, does that come from your own teachings and failings or does it just come from just this kind of um premeditated idea i don't know really that is a really complex question um and i have thought i'm not gonna lie i have thought about it and then sort of you know had my had my brief thought process and then thought you know I've got lots of things to think about before I get to that point. So Yeah, <laughs> well, like we said, you know, like, I, I know alcohol is probably not going to be a thing for at least, you know, 15 years on a real level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. think, I think, I don't know, I think it's difficult because ultimately the instinct that you feel is, well, I just want to keep them safe. Sure. You know, you know, that's your, that's my ultimate feeling at the minute deep down is the... I'm going to have to have these conversations because they're an inevitable part of the parenting process. Mm -hmm. And I know that. And ultimately where those conversations stem from is my job to keep you safe Mm. because that's my job. You don't know, you don't have that knowledge yet. So it's my job to, to, to impart that on you or with you or to you. Um, how I would go about doing it I don't know because I feel very lucky I feel like my parents did a really good job you know I, sure. I did you know I did drink before the legal age I'm like, yeah. can't get arrested for that now can you no you can't um but I did like yeah. quite a lot most quite people. frequently um yeah. like most people um you know I have 
you know, had a, a, an upbringing where, I don't know, it was not not fluid, but like, I guess, I guess actually it was trust really. Yeah, from it's my not, parents, I, I, I guess I, I, I'd explain like there's, there weren't a lot of brick walls. Mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? Like stay, no, like I sort think... of like you can't go to our house party or you can't no. go and do this. You can't. Sometimes there'd be restrictions. So it'd be like, yes, you could go to this house party, but I'm picking you up at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yes, you, know you I mean? can go, but I don't want you staying out. You know, yes, yeah. you can go, but um, you need to call me when you're home so that I know you're back or. Sure. Um, and I think actually when you, when it boils down to it, yeah, for me, it was trust. You know, I have, I've been brought up in a very, open household where yeah. you know if you had if you had a question or you had a worry or you were concerned about something like there was there was a, a place and a space that I could bring that up yeah with somebody yeah you know, even if it yeah, wasn't yeah. my mom who I you know I'm very close to both my parents but even if it didn't feel right that that was them it was them that I should be asking yeah there were lots of other people in my family that I felt I could go to mm. um and I think I think that's what it is really is kind of creating that environment where you, where you can say, look, nothing's wrong. You know, ask what you feel you need to ask. Yeah. Be honest, honesty. You know, I'll trust you if you trust me. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying no, because I don't want you to have a good time. I'm saying no, because I think it's a bad decision. Sure. Or, you know, I think it's, I think it's not really right for you. Or I think, you know, there were situations where mum had sort of raised an eyebrow at a party I said I was going to, and it was, you know, of somebody that I'd had issues with or arguments or, yeah. you know, turbulent school relationships as they are. Sure. And mum, mum would kind of go, really? Like, you want to, you sure you want to go? You want to jump you know, into you, that? You sure you want to go to that? You know, it yeah. might not necessarily be what you want it to be. Um, And if I said, look, I'm going to go, but, you know, Freya's coming with me, my, my close friend um you know we've we've both said to each other if it gets if it gets difficult or sticky we're just going to leave and go home so you yeah. know there was just it's communication i think yeah. communication in life is just like oh 100 it's like the oracle you know oh mass, it's it's yeah. literally almost like the holy grail of life i think it totally like, is um totally is. i think that would be i think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of because obviously like what we're saying isn't the way where you should go about things but Obviously, I, f- I feel like we're going to have Absolutely. a mutual agreement, um, just naturally. I mean, out of some being. people would would think it, you know, a bit bizarre how I would approach it, and I think that's yeah. always going to be the case because everybody's different and everybody's had a very different upbringing and mm. everybody has different values and, and yeah. opinions. I've always had people tell me that, like my particularly with my mum, like I, I speak to mum and dad both op- as openly as each other, but just from my relationship with my mum. She's always been when I was younger, I'd I'd go to her about questions or mm-hmm. potentially something I felt like was a bit odd or, or mm-hmm. um maybe I shouldn't be doing, but I felt like I could do you know what I mean? Um and when I've gone into detail with like friends, say like you know, you go to uni and you're meeting these people that don't really know you and then you get to know each other and then you start learning about how they interact with their family. Yeah. And like very early on they all recognised that I was like close with my family like we were quite a tight-knit little unit um and then i'd say things to one of the boys like um oh yeah my mum knew when i lost my virginity Mm. and they go what i was like yeah yeah yeah." like i even went to like i went sat down with her and said me and the girl i was with we were like she wants to go on contraception 
Um, mm-hmm. do you, well, like, what what should we do? I want to go right. in with her, and so I know what's going on. Da, 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 da. And I had no, there was nothing. I, there was absolutely nothing in the back of my mind that told me maybe I shouldn't. It was all always. I was just like, literally, I was like, well, obviously, I tell my mum that. Do you know what I mean? And then that's yeah. when I started realizing, oh wow, that's not what everyone, how everyone yeah, interacts with the, the family. Same. Yeah, I was the same. I mean, I was, I was very like oh this is this is still an awkward conversation oh 100 it wasn't yeah. it, you know it wasn't like i bounded in there like mom no. mom i'm gonna have sex yeah um but it was you know it was still awkward in terms of you know because you're 15 16 well you're kind of tw- twiddling your thumbs and you're like <laughs> well, yeah you're, you're you know you're 13 years old and you're, <laughs> you're um you like you're twiddling your thumbs and you're like it's always i remember it always being the apprehension before the conversation then as soon as you're in it you're sort of you're you're yeah, in the conversation fine. and you don't mind but it yeah. was always the before you'd be like mom yeah you know this i think girls have a, a a first um sort of practice into that with their first period yeah you know you like have, the whole I'm, hormone thing and and puberty. yeah i remember you know having to tell my mum that i'd 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 started my first period and that was a again an awkward conversation and it shouldn't be at no, all no um it shouldn't be anyway but you know even more so it shouldn't be telling your mum no but still like you say it's not actually the um it wasn't the telling my mum it was the just oh this has happened the this apprehension isn't. yeah I've never done this before yeah, yeah. and I don't know how to feel or how to think or what to do um and of course like you say what as soon as you said you know mum Half the time, mum would be like, "You've got your period, haven't you?" Or, yeah, you literally, they like or, read you like a book. Yeah, yeah. Or, they'll be like, "Oh, you, you had a beer last night, didn't you?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah." Um, and then it's fine, and then it's normal. Yeah, and I think, I think some people, yeah, some people have those relationships and have been brought up like that, and some people don't. No, and like I and said, I think it, it's both not... ways are are fine yeah at least that what what, yeah. what we're saying isn't isn't the, the be all and end all right and also the, no. the right way it's the way we got brought up and you know 90 percent of the time that probably translate then th- will sorry will translate through the generations of how yeah. you'd look to uh bring yeah. up your child but yeah i'd say in in t- terms of like almost answering my own question to you i think the main objective because you almost i think it's selfish to think that you can directly influence anything else is just try your hardest to create the safe space to allow them to always have you know and also as a result they'll then oh i I think i'd like to think that they then develop that safe space themselves as well so like you said like it wasn't always for your family or like things that you'd be like you're always being close to your mum and dad but there'd be some things you wouldn't want to go it wasn't a pr- or it didn't feel not appropriate that's too strong a word but it didn't feel like that question needed to be asked to them yeah it, it might have been you or it might have been i don't know boyfriend uh, at the time or close friend friends or, or yeah. yeah yeah um and i think yeah I, yeah i think you know there is no right way no and I think I do want to emphasise that, you know, some people probably listen to this and think, God, they're weird. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like people, like, I'd say I was in the minority for how I was explaining like yeah. my relationship with my mum was as a bloke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the same. And, and when I met Anne, Anne 
you know, was really shocked at how close we all we all are. Yeah. Um, because that's not something. <laughs> Bless him. We... I still remember him coming to to Boxing Day for the first time and thinking, "Christ, if if you can hack <laughs> that, then you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you've got the badge for life." Because <laughs> sitting in a room with eighteen like, of us, eighteen of us, bearing in mind you've got all these like these prominent characters that you would say mm-hmm. if if there if there was like a, a film we would mm-hmm. all be the main character and yeah. so it's not like it's it's never like a bumping heads for like bumping for attention or anything like that there's no, no like no, there's no, nothing no. like that it's it's just it's loud it's just loud and there's just there's so much and there's also a lack of filter there's just you know mm-hmm. all sorts going on and then everyone on top of that gets pissed yeah. So then it's just it it's goes out or out of control. Um, mm. So yeah, if you if you, I'd say for anyone ever coming into that situation, which is I think why instantly I was like, yeah, and sick because he he came in and he just took it on the chin. Um, <laughs> but I remember the the name game we were playing, and it was like one of those games you have all these sort of celebrity names in a in a, a hat or in a bowl, and and you get given the name and then you have to explain it to the group without saying the actual name and mm-hmm. you get a point for if you if you get it and i think your mum went and you start and Ant was like oh fucking hell and then i was <laughs> I like know. fair play to him for like actually starting that because that's like then that's when the room's quiet and it's yeah. all eyes on you and yeah. that's intense as well um yeah so yeah, yeah. he hacked that yeah, very well is. So yeah, everybody's family is everybody's family, and that's all good. So you yeah. can, you know carry on doing, and everybody will have different parenting opinions Preferences. and views. But, um, yeah, I think we all just need to be open about each other and accepting of each other. But for me, I think communication is yeah. like the key, and I think that's why I'm thankful for our bringing up because mm. um, whether you whether you think some choices or some parts of our life is slightly peculiar or relationships slightly peculiar at least we had that space to communicate freely Mm. there are not many secrets in our family no no exactly it's all kind of there isn't it's kind of just all out on the call it i was gonna say call it cock on the cock on the table honesty it's sort of you've got yeah you've got nothing to hide i like because i've noticed as a result like um like you and i have even just over WhatsApp text, like we've gotten quite um, like intimate and detailed and and honest about like certain feelings towards things and and certain mm-hmm. um, like mental attributes and talking about mental health and stuff. Just off the bat, like not even sat with a glass of wine having a deep conversation about mental health, like it's just been a, a thing on the uh, on a text. And I think that's when like having that communication is so important because it's like. I don't know that that willingness openness to communicate that rather than box it all in and like like we said you know again it's not um saying this is the right way to do things but I feel like as a result the knock-on effect is that I then feel uh, almost a need to openly communicate does that I think, make sense and I th- yeah absolutely and I think now more than ever um I think talking about how you feel and what you're thinking and being able to have somebody that you feel you can be totally honest with um, is really important. You know, yeah. to be able to say, I'm thinking this and I know I shouldn't be, or I know I I have seen you know, like this, but actually it's been yeah, like this. Yeah, or, you know, I, I'm not feeling good and 
you know, I know I've kind of kept it quiet or whatever it is. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I don't think it can ever be a negative thing. No. Feeling, feeling like you can, can be open. No, even if the, the, the connotation of the conversation is potentially negative. Mm. I think that that... Mm. I because think, life but, isn't all positive. You know, no, of course of... it's not. And that that's actually been one of the, I think, the most interesting parts of um, coronavirus and like the lockdown is that I've been a lot more aware of just making sure I communicate and touch in with people a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, now that we have like group chats and things like that. And I mean, I play on the PlayStation. I've got a few friends that we do that. So like every time we're on that, we're catching up without even mm-hmm. thinking about it. And I think it's sometimes easy to forget that like we've just sat on the PlayStation for two hours and talked but I haven't really, I, and then my mum would say, oh, how's Tay? And I'd be like, I've no idea. I don't know what he's doing at the moment. Do you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. made me realise that sometimes, like, just touch base and just give him a call and go like, you're right, mate? Like, what's life yeah. doing at the moment? And nine times out of ten, everyone's response is, yeah, it's good. Just take it along, doing this, doing that. And yeah. then other times you end up going into a conversation where they're like, yeah, I've, I've really been struggling. Like, I'm, I remember speaking to you. And you saying, I said, like, how are you finding the whole lockdown thing? And it was kind of like a, just a lighthearted, bouncy conversation of like, yeah, how are you finding it? Because for me at the time, I was like, yeah, it's not too bad. And you were like, oh, I'm really struggling at the moment. Mm. And it was like, oh, I'm kind of glad I asked the conversation, asked the question in the first place. Um, Yeah, because because, you don't ask, because if you don't ask it, people don't always feel it's an appropriate time or want to divulge it. Yeah, I did it with my friend the other day who lives in London and um you know i said how are you doing because i i had she tentatively touched on the fact that she was just struggling with not being at work the, yeah. the time we spoke previous so i kind of reiterated this time you know how are you doing how are you feeling are you feeling any better mm. she was really struggling like you know she was really really not in a good place and yeah. we talked for, you know we talked for a few hours and and she felt much better afterwards she said you know thank you for for just giving me the space and the time to talk about it Mm. and you know you can only do so much especially at the minute you know when you're not allowed to go and see people it's very difficult but you know what you can do is you can give somebody the space and the time to to talk about something that they need to talk about 100 because i think that like the i think one of the hardest parts of kind of being able to get out of those situations where you are really struggling is like the first step is kind of being honest about the fact that you are in that place in the first place because i think sometimes totally. like when when life's going like so high octane and so fast you kind of don't allow yourself the headspace you kind of have to put it in the background because you can't afford well, you, to think about it too yeah, long yeah because and, you have to keep going yourself and also mm, you think well i don't want to bother anyone else with it because no. they've all, they've all got their stuff going on so no. you know i don't want to um i don't want to bother them with it yeah, and actually, exactly. you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. And it totally yeah. is. The the relief you feel as somebody that does, you know, struggle with, you know, I have anxiety issues and I've had sort of CBT therapy and things, yeah. you know, quite honest about it. But um, you have to get your head, you have almost retrain your head to think, actually, if I talk about this, 
I will feel better. Yeah. Because there are lots of people out there that will want to help me or support yeah. me or yeah, yeah. just you know put that hand on my shoulder and yeah. and do it with me or whatever it is. Yeah. Um and I think that's just really important. 100%. I think the thing I've I've noticed with that sort of thing like me personally I've noticed if if I'm talking to someone around that subject and then everything I'm then saying is like I'm almost I've never actually said it out loud before. So like almost communicating it with someone is like coming to terms with it yourself. And I think that's mm-hmm. the weight lift because it's not mm-hmm. just 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 telling someone helps. But I think that like the like I said, like the process of verbalizing and putting together because at the, at the time, like it's just subconscious thought, isn't it? And although you string sentences together yes. with your inner voice, it, it's not like writing it down. You know, when people always say, if you're thinking something, write it down. It's because you put yes. it into literally a, a trail of conscious thought that makes sense. Well, it makes so that it real. It makes it real, it, exactly. You've taken it out of the inside and put it out into exactly. the world. Exactly. And then as soon um, as it's real, you can then actually deal with it because you can't yeah. deal with a problem that isn't real. And at the, yeah. when it's stuck in your head, it's it's not, not real because obviously it's still a thing, but you haven't it's opened. not in your conscious yeah it's not, not in your, your yeah so how can it's you not. how can you deal with a problem that you haven't admitted is there first yeah you know yeah. um yeah really um interesting conversation coming off the mm-hmm. fact of what 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 would you what would you um teach your kids but i feel like we'll sh- we should move on to the third song that you've brought okay. over so it's yeah. um the the fantastic cold play um, it and it's adventure of a lifetime so give us a give us a little quick rundown of of the choice of song for that one well i think this song unfortunately like most good tracks was a little bit overplayed when it came out but it was such a great track i mean i love coldplay i think they're timeless um mm. and again they're a band that when you hear them you know it's them like without a doubt oh, and yeah. i love that um i just think for me it has loads of family connotations Mm -hmm. it's a song that um i listened to a lot with my parents we've listened to it um like boxing day and family gatherings um i think it's they're sort of a a band that as a family we kind of all recognize are you know nice to listen to and yeah a great a great talent and i don't know it just it brings back nice fond memories of times before lockdown so yeah lovely Lovely. Well, let's give it a listen. This is Adventure of a Lifetime by Coldplay. Under this weight, we are diamonds. I feel my heart. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Coldplay, Adventure of a Lifetime. Uh, as I said to you before, I think by the, the name, and that's just me being a, a shoddy Coldplay fan that I didn't know which song that was from the name. <laughs> but then instantly you hear the little guitar riff at the start. At the beginning. Uh, and, yeah. and you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's got that, um, particularly with this album, actually, they went along like that, that kind of psychedelic sort of freedom, airy feeling, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, with this album. Yeah. It's a really good, really good feeling. Um, what does it remind you of then? So you said it's sort of, oh, it takes you back to family, doesn't it? Yeah, like yeah, it just reminds, times. I think because, um, you know, when, when you, when there's a song or a selection of songs or an album or whatever, but that you remember 
um with a group of people you know not just not just mm. one person or that you know that there was a, a time where there were lots of you together and mm. lots of you that were important to each other there together i think i think that can be really special sure because um, it doesn't happen all the time you know whether you can get a track that everybody genuinely you know coldplay may not be your you know, favorite favorite band, but a song that you can also collectively appreciate and, and yeah, enjoy. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's really really lovely. So yeah. for me, it just yeah, it's just it just remind it reminds me of um, like the summer, and I I just I cannot wait for summer. I really struggle yeah. during the winter. I just really struggle with the dark mm. dark nights, um, and and family because obviously we've not you know yeah yeah hundred percent like it's. It, it makes me think of, like I said, with the psychedelic thing, I think it, when I think of Adventure of Lifetime and you mentioning like the family get togethers, it makes me think of like all of us are like, you're in that zone of, of drinking where you're like a little bit more laid back and you're just a little bit more spaced out as a result. So then when it comes on yeah. and everyone just kind of jigs to it and appreciates it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you're, like you say, you're at your most relaxed when you feel sort of at your most safest and you know it's your happy place i guess yeah. for, and that, and know, that i think that kind of puts the key in the lock for that happy place doesn't it and kind of yeah. like expands on that i think yeah. i've actually got like a um a song that throws me back to a similar sort of time but it's like um it's a lot more like not uh, darker is not the right word at all but there was um i remember like when we were younger um I obviously spent a lot of time with Charlie and, and we like kind of take ourselves off and chill out ourselves and then come back down and stuff. And, um, they were, um, they were playing all the music on the, on the speakers and it was nice speakers, and loud yeah. and fa fantastic. <clears throat> and I went down in a crocodile onesie. Um, and everyone was like, what on earth's going on? And bless him, bless his soul. My dad was pissed as a fart by this point. Um, and sat on the sofa and um i went down and and kind of everyone was like laughing oh max and the crocodile wanting and i sat down um gave dad a hug and that was when i think this was the first uh boxing day after peter died and um okay, yeah. he turned around and he was like uh and he started crying and this was the first time i'd ever seen my dad cry and granted you know like i said he was his pisses of fart bless him yeah. inebriated um but he said you're the closest thing uh, or the closest person I could have to a brother. And then I kind of like started crying as well. And at the time they were playing Crime of the Century by Supertramp. Mm -hmm. And it played and I was like, it played the piano at the end. And I was like, that's incredible. And then, but I never, I, I was too scared to ask anyone what the song was. And I walked out the room and sat on the sofa in another room where you could still hear the music and it just so happened that they decided to play the song all the way through again and so i just sat in the room on my own and listened to the song all the way through and ended up crying again obviously because i probably had a beer as well but yeah it's such a that's such a it's one of those things where it's like it kind of everything kind of happened perfectly do you know what i mean like the yeah. fact that they decided to play the song again and that reminds yeah. me so because like you said some of the songs you've mentioned like they remember they remind you of a feeling rather than a mm. specific moment but mm -hmm. that's like a song for me that's like from a similar time but it reminds me of like i can see it clear as day just mm. from that that song but the song is mm. always there in the memory like if i think of that moment 
the songs playing in the background. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's never just the memory such a vivid, silently. Such a vivid part of the memory. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, beautiful song, Adventure of a Lifetime. Um, did you ever see the, because, you know, when they do like Glastonbury and stuff, they play the, um, like the, the live performances back. When and they, they did, did they um, Coldplay and they did that, um, all those songs and him for the weekend and stuff. They did, because I think um, that was their fourth, wasn't that their fourth headline um, mm. of Glastonbury or something? Yeah. Third or fourth. Um, yeah, they were, they were amazing. Yeah. I mean, they are amazing. As I said, you know, they're not, they're not everybody's cup of tea, but um, you can't deny that they, A, are individual, you know, they don't sound like anybody else. Nope. And B, you know, they're great, great performers. You know, oh, they, want, they, make, they make you want to sing to their songs. They make you want to get up and be on your feet. And I think that's, um, and they have like their slow, their slow stuff as well. They're mm. more sort of emotive tracks. Yeah. Um, I just think they're great. Yeah. yeah. And Fantastic that song in particular is just, yeah, it's just a real positive I can't remember what artist it was. And they, I think they were, it was like an interview with Coldplay, but then also like other artists. And the other artist was like moaning because he was like, like you go through and you say like write a melody or something. And then he always has to check with Coldplay first cause, to make sure they haven't written it. Because if anything sounds good, <laughs> it's probably been written by Coldplay. You know, yeah. it's one of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic song. Um, and you've got one more to share with us that we'll play Do, as, as an yeah. outro which is hon which funnily enough i only know of as a result of someone else requesting song ah. uh, by hon which i really enjoyed but i haven't adventured them more into the artist mm-hmm. so this was good together um so what yeah. what what's what's the reasoning behind this one this one i uh, i heard when i lived in london um in my job i they had like a internal um like music system so sure. it was just an automatic thing that was already built in and the tr- the playlists were chosen by sort of head office so mm. you you unfortunately you just had to listen to whatever was playing um which did get a bit boring sometimes because they tended to play things on loop but yeah. this was a track that i heard from then and um I just loved it. I just loved the, mainly I love the lyrics. Um, again, I think they've got a really different sound, like a unique sound. Again, yeah. I've never heard anybody that sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah. them. Um, he's got a lovely voice, the lead singer. Mm. Um, and the the sort of meaning behind the song of, I, don't, I guess there's no actual reference to it being a romantic relationship, but it's just a relationship nevertheless of, like I'm going to make all the effort, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to, if you let me, I'm going to do what I can to kind of make it work and make mm. it good. And, and mm. I just think it's got a really lovely sentiment. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, well, cause um, I guess it's kind of my imagery of, of what the song's about is being tarnished because I caught the music video whilst listening to it. And it's oh, all like all it's all these different couples like embracing and it's all they're all naked and it's all like dark <laughs> moonlight and stuff like that. And um but it's all about it's not about like the the lust. It's like the love of that and like I think it's not it's yeah, about like yeah. the obviously the, the unique connection that you get from a person of experiencing that. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like the mm-hmm. the, the yeah, the lustful side that that can come with sex. It's more like the 
more romanticized part of that totally um, yeah like i think i you know i think it would be a definitely definitely be a song i would want played at my wedding you know it's that yeah. kind of thing and, and i'm yeah, not a very yeah. i'm not a very uh romantical is that a word a romantical person romantical. Uh, or, it can no, be it can it's be. not it's just romantic how awful is oh, yeah, that i'm not a very romantic person yeah of course um, i'm not i can't believe i just said romantical um <laughs> blame so, yeah, on the pregnancy <laughs> yeah 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 blame it on the baby yeah. um but i think i don't know it just kind of struck a chord with me because i feel very lucky to have a partner who like gets me yeah and um it's just yeah it's just it's a great feeling it's and a gorgeous I think song. When, yeah i think and i think the song kind of communicates that that yeah. feeling that you yeah, get yeah. when you think actually yeah like this person's great and we're great together Mm, I think because I noticed from, like I said, it, I, I am biased because I've seen the music video and I don't know if I would have kind of got this impression if I hadn't seen it. But like visually, it seemed like it was also like the um, the ecstasy of after sex of like that that kind of realisation. So like you said about this realisation that if you're willing to let me, I will try my best to make like us connect and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I think... The, the direction of maybe not just the, the entire song but the music video was like like i said that ecstasy is of after sex and kind of realizing after that connection right okay i i want to continue this does that make sense yeah like no it that, does because i think i think that well that moment is when you're at your closest closest mm, isn't it in you're most vulnerable as well yeah so yeah. i think you do get all those emotions um after after having that intimacy um so that kind of, yeah, that kind of makes sense from, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen the video. I'll have to yeah. go and watch it. Yeah, give it um, a watch. But totally. Yeah. Because you, you know, when you, when you're in a relationship and you're kind of plugging along daily life day to day, you're not constantly thinking like, Oh, this is amazing. And yeah, you're not like, Oh, wonderful. And but yeah. actually, you know, they drive you nuts just like anybody else. And yeah. they do things that really pee you off. And yeah. But I think that's the thing that after moment brings is that, it's the at, reinforcement at of yeah. this is actually it's a bubble isn't it it's like a yes. little moment in time where everything stands still and if it's if it's the right time and like like we said like this doesn't normally this doesn't happen if it's like a lustful thing but if it's a romantic thing then time kind of stands still and yeah. you kind of experience that kind of like i said i think the only way i can describe it is like that ecstasy um of like that kind of exhaustion and that that sharing between you and like exhaustion. i said yeah <laughs> exhaustion um, everything everything freezes and and well yeah there's nothing else going on other there's than nothing else that. going on yeah and you only yeah. ever get that in that kind of that moment don't you yeah so they've yeah. kind of tried to capsulate that in that song so yeah no really interesting song. so we'll, we'll finish off the podcast with hon good together um but olivia it's been lovely to just to catch up in general but also I to know, finally get round to um to having you on this. yeah because i i yeah. completely forgot to mention um because you're actually in the intro to your voice your voice and aunt's know, voice is in the intro so so now you're in the intro and you're in an episode which is really cool and i'm in an episode i'm chuffed yeah, yeah so, it's been we've been talking about doing it for ages so it's lovely yeah. to finally do it yeah definitely and you know we'll have to i know um well, I hope Ant isn't too upset, but we'll have to 
get both of you Let's jumped do a on. Joint one. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was saying to a, a friend of mine, um, we did a bit of a project the other day, and um, I said that I'd love to once COVID sort of buggers off. It'd be lovely to do face to face because Zoom is is fantastic that. for that. This, but the the face to face connection and like the flow of everything just feels so much more authentic. Um, yeah. So I, I, it'd be lovely to. I mean, I've been saying I need to come down and, and see you guys for time and time well, hopefully, again. Hopefully, hopefully that, that's possible soon. Yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll we'll come down and I'll bring I'll come equipped and we'll we'll do a sit down <laughs> maybe with a bottle of wine between us or each and then. <laughs> and do a, do a bit of an episode okay lovely sounds good sounds wonderful good. well we'll catch you again olivia thanks ever so much for listening guys uh don't forget to give us a follow at c.in.color and we'll catch you in the next one big love Just to be